and welcome back everyone to the vampire movie minute podcast covering the film once bitten starring laura hutton and jim carrey i am your host dr chris and i'm mr seneca and i'm scott danielson and we begin with guys discussing going to Hollywood, so Mark can cheat on his girlfriend, and ending with a scene that Mr. Zeneca will discuss, because neither Scott nor I have the ability to. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, the, uh, it opens up with them still discussing about it being a sexual wasteland, and they need to go to Hollywood so Mark can get laid and cheat on his girlfriend. Yeah, because somehow virginity is a big burden to carry for men. Hoo boo hoo. Yes, it is. You don't understand the problems men go through in 2020, Mr. Zeta. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Carrey gives back the hamburger, and then so they light it on fire on the grill. And he says, now that's a burner. I guess he likes them charbroiled. Yeah, I don't get that either. It's really weird that he wants a charbroiled hamburger. He called it earlier that it was still mooing. I don't know. But we also skipped something from the previous episode uh, that I wanted to come back to real quick because she does show up again here. Uh, Scott, what is the thing that Sebastian says to the uh, cha- uh, the uh, the British vampire? Yeah, so he's... So he's making notes on everybody's appearance and their attire, kind of saying he's basically saying they all look very out of place. So for the so for the Confederate soldier, he's like, "Your boots still have clay from Georgia." And then for uh, our friend from London, says that you you look fresh from you're far away from Covent Garden, and Covent Garden is listed as a shopping, food, and cultural destination in London, and it's known for luxury, fashion, and and uh, beauty stores. So it's basically like the main entertainment. On London's West End. We are driving so through we, the streets we, of the Hollywood Strip, and we see the Hard Rock Cafe in L.A. Gear. Who has been to okay, the Hard Rock Cafe? I have been up and down that strip many times. I know every single location that they're looking at. Do the locations? And only like... But hold on, but hold on. <laughs> so the locations in the movie, we're talking about 1985. When was the last time you were there? Well, the last time I was there was in uh, 19... Uh, no, oh. not 19. Uh, 2002? <laughs> Okay, so a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of these things are very iconic, and that's why they were put in this film, is that even today you can see the Man Chinese Theater, even though it's not called the Man Chinese Theater anymore, the facade is the same. Right. You know, the Hard Rock Now ca- it's called the TCL Chinese Theater. I've been to the Hard Rock Cafe in Massachusetts and in New Jersey. Uh, the Hard Rock Cafe was founded in 1971 in London, uh, London, England. Wow. A lot of people associate it with things like Planet Hollywood, the Rainforest Cafe, Bubba Gump Shrimp. Just one of those staples of uh, restaurant iconic uh, iconography, which are probably – do you think they're prospering right now in the, uh, in the uh, shutdown everywhere because takeout and delivery are still happening? No, I think everyone's struggling. The markups in liquor and alcohol are actually the highest, and that's the stuff they really can't push, so – Right, definitely. Uh, L.A. Gear, uh, what about that place? Have you ever been to one of those? Yeah, it's a great shoe store, back when they were shoe stores. If you go online right now, you can see aerial drone video of the Hollywood Strip, and it looks like I Am Legend. Ooh, send me that link. Yeah, uh, I don't don't have it handy. I I don't have it handy, but you can probably Google uh, L.A. Strip uh, coronavirus. And uh, somebody took a drone, uh, somebody from the Boston Globe took a drone around Boston last week, showing you all of the many streets of Boston and the area around Fenway Park, which is always usually bustling with people. And it's completely dead. And it's definitely not at night either. It's de- There's a lot of sunlight out. And you can see just absolutely nobody on the streets. Nice. Yeah. So this strip on Hollywood uh, Boulevard that they're actually driving 
is between uh, North La Brea Avenue and about like Highland Avenue-ish because the Hollywood Wax Museum uh, that the, the vampires are in front of is right across the street from the Hollywood Museum. So the club that they go into, the Dial-A-Date, uh, that would be somewhere around the vicinity of the Hollywood Museum. On the marquee at the 11 minute and 47 second mark, what movie is playing? So yeah, you you fast forward the movie just a little bit. I'm going to restart mine. And I'm going to fast forward it to 11 minutes and 47 seconds as they're still driving through uh, the Hollywood strip. Fright Night is playing. Of course. We see a close-up of 700 Hollywood Boulevard. Mr. Zeneca, what's that 700 Hollywood Boulevard that they would show us that address? The 7000 Hollywood Boulevard, that is actually the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which is where the three girls kind of pull into, and they decide not to follow them into the hotel. Right, because the bellhop doesn't want to park a, uh, a ice cream truck. And did you recognize who that bellhop was? No. That is Al from Quantum Leap. Is it? It is. <laughs> Wait, that's Sam. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's Dean Stockwell. You're right. Wow, uncredited too. Yeah. Um, who is quick, the girl? Quick, quick. What? Go ahead. I just want to. I just need to back up really quick. We haven't addressed the fact that there's a woman walking a lion. Hold down on the a second. Hold on a second, Scott. You're right. Sorry, we're jumping all over in this scene because it kind of moves so fast. Yeah. Who is the woman with the lion, Scott? I don't know who the woman with the lion is, but it is fantastic. She has one on a chain. It's like this can't be safe at all. Right. No, no, and and actually, that woman and the lion wasn't in the script. Uh, so because um, is a bit of trivia that there was a push to have this scene be just like a, a montage music video. That those scenes with the the model in the car and and the the lion on the chain, the lion on the chain specifically wasn't in the script. They had nothing to do with it. Ah, okay. Uh, All right. I I think I I have heard that before that they added that in. Uh, during the editing sequence, and that never actually was in the movie. Because there's also going to be, I'm assuming, a lion tamer, a lion uh, animal, uh, and a guy with a trank dart gun or whatever at the ready uh, off to the side out of frame of the camera as this beautiful blonde, you know, 80s hair-style woman is walking down the street with a uh, lion. Who is the girl in the bikini throwing the beach ball that happens to be sitting next to one of the vampires? Cabin boy vampire Stuart Charno, by the way, is 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 the uh, the vampire sitting next to the girl on the car. Stuart Charno was in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Goodness, just keep going back to the series. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. He played Ted. He in fact plays one of the few survivors of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise because he's left at the bar. Uh, to be to drink through the night while Jason murders his friends. He was a writer on Star Trek: The Next Generation, and he was in Christine. I don't find a credit for that uh, model on the car. Correct. Neither do I. That's uh, why I definitely asked you guys because I could not find it myself. Model on car once. She is definitely incredibly sexy with a pink wig. Yes. Try looking up bikini model on car because it looks like uh, D. Snyder next to her. What's the name of the restaurant that the cabin boy vampire is eating at, Mr. Zeneca? Supermodel's mm. name is Paulina Porizakova. Oh, wow. She used she used to fight Captain America. What do you mean she used to? Wait, what? No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, like wait, that. was she in? Uh, was she in the upcoming the the movie Captain America that was made five years later? <laughs> but the uh, what what is that restaurant, Mr. Zeneca? The Cabin Boy Vampire is sitting at Galera Gal Galera Galera Galera. Yes, that's actually a pretty iconic one as well. What is it? I haven't actually been to it. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> we also get a shot of the Wax Museum. I'm assuming that is uh, the the famous Wax Museum in Hollywood. 
It, it is called the Hollywood Wax Museum, not uh, the to be confused with the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Oh, okay. All right. Because I was going to say, uh, I remember there was a big thing online, uh, I think it was like a year or two ago, the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum had a amazing replica of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, and people went up to it, and, and then Arnold, it was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he'd step off the platform and be like, come with me if you want to live. And people <laughs> screamed and jumped like nuts. And there's a great video you can watch on YouTube of uh, just constantly people walking up to the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, wax figure, who they believe is a wax figure. But no, it's Schwarzenegger in the Terminator costume with the Terminator makeup reapplied to his face to, uh, to scare the hell out of people at the wax museum. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I would love to have been there that day. Come with me if you want to live. And people were just screaming. So, There's a couple. Okay, so we get to the, uh, the uh, what, what is the name of this place? Make a phone. Phone a date. Which, phone a date cafe. Right, which uh, is, it kind of reminds me of uh, speed dating in a way, right? But with, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, you uh, you dial the, the table that you want to talk to. You talk on the phone for a little bit, and then you go to their table and have a couple drinks. I what? guess it's supposed to be less intensive you know than just walking up to someone face to face scott what was the name of the cafe the, the 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 bar again i want to look it up to see if it was even real i don't think it was real oh, the, i believe it's the phone a date club i don't believe yeah, it was real. okay so we get inside the phone a date club and it is 80s hair galore and there's a couple making out in the booth the entire this entire scene not this just this five minutes but the entire scene this couple is making out in this booth yeah it's like yuppies and divorcees everywhere Correct, including uh, a couple women that we see uh, a few times in this uh, in these in this five minutes, but they'll come back again later on for a bigger part of the plot involving them being at the uh, the, the the phone date. Russ makes a phone call, says he's a Sagittarius, which I don't know anything about the zodiac. What, what's a Sagittarius, Mr. Zeneca? People born, I guess I I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's a December sign. So if you were born mid-December to the 20th something around there you might be a Sagittarius okay Sagittarius dates let's let's look that up Sagittarius dates uh, are known to be independent and flighty signs of the zodiac bold and truthful that is definitely Russ <laughs> yes he's very bold does it make sense that a transvestite would be a Gemini why wouldn't it I mean there there is Gemini has nothing really special to do from any other sign other than just being born in May so why wouldn't someone be transvestite transgender or anything else yeah what what is what is this person are they are they a transvestite are they transgender are they just a crossdresser what 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 are they do you think we, we don't get a lot uh, of it uh, now but in the next five minutes we'll come back as they are russ asks them a, a question but that's the next five minutes yeah when, when russ walks in in his dark blue members only jacket that was very popular at the time and sees this brunette. We only see the back of her head, but you see the reaction on Russ's face. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Since uh, this person didn't actually self-identify them, I can't really say whether they are a cross-dresser or a transvestite or a transgendered person until they'd identified what is actually their uh, gender identity. I really couldn't say. Actually, in the IMDb credits and the credits for the movie, uh, she he says that uh, it's called Man in Drag. So they are a man in drag. And they're played by Alan McRae, who played Sam Douglas in the Three Ninjas movies. I haven't watched the Three Ninja movies in such a long time, but do either one of you know who this person is? 
No. The familiar, familiar face, but can't, it's been a while. They played two. He played two different characters on Three's Company in the uh, 1979, and then again in 1981, and also played uh, two different actor characters on Wonder Woman as a lieutenant and a security guard. Alan McRae still alive today. Maybe we can hunt him down to uh, have him on the show. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that this this whole thing, one, is just ge- generally a trope of 80s movies where they just kind of, it's deemed funny to have a, it's, at the time, it was deemed funny to just put a guy in women's clothing and then play up that it's actually interested in a date. There's a very similar joke in Coming to America that I think came out the same year. Yeah, it, it was very used at the time. And as people's senses of, of what is proper or improper advanced, this type of humor is not really seen as good anymore. No, definitely not. Ron Vernon plays man at table. I don't know if that's in this scene or not, but there's a lot of extras in this scene. Uh, There's of course also Don Ritchie plays the bouncer. He's the, he's the guy who's uh, seen in the back next to the phone booth. uh, And he's in all of the scenes with the club, but he's only been in like three things. He was in bad guys and doing time. And then Ron Vernon was uh, man at table. Again, I don't know where man at table is. It just says man at table. I'm going to guess he's a smoking guy, which that's, that's immediately dates a movie. Anybody being able to smoke inside. Right. Definitely. (laughs) He was an escape from Alcatraz. Traz and Escape from New York and Mortal Passion. Joey Sotelo is uh, credited as a nightclub patron, so he's probably there. Probably. But we don't have any information about where this club is exactly and what the club was before it became the uh, the Lips phone thing. In a, in a well, world this, this today is a fake everyone... place because right across from that theater is the Hollywood Museum. How much you want to bet they did not sanitize and clean every single one of those phones after coming back after rapping for a day? Of course not. Of course not. Nowadays, we're all, we're all going to become... You thought germaphobes were a big thing before? Jesus Christ. Fucking germaphobes are going to become the next big thing going forward. Especially like when you look at scenes like this where everyone is touching something and like all those phones in their hands and by their mouths and people smoking. Yeah, my, my wife admitted to me that she said she, she was watching like a show where like people were sharing things and she, she her mind immediately went to, that's not right. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Well, that it ends it for these five minutes as Russ meets a uh, man in drag. <laughs> we'll have to find out how that date goes in the next episode of Vampire Movie Minute. We cover Once Bitten. Thank you, everyone, for checking us out. Please check out the rest of the movies here on the Movie Minute website. And you can find us at Chris D S A V. Scott, where's our uh, what's our Twitter and Facebook handle? Vampire Movie Minute. Thank you on Twitter. Hold on. Okay, give away those social medias again. Sure. Uh, you can find us on both Facebook and Twitter at Vampire Movie Minute. And I'm on Twitter at elegantlykinky.com. And we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Once Bitten here on the Radio Horror Network and the Movie Minute Podcast Network. Stay safe, stay clean, everyone. Make sure you clean your cell phones, too. <laughs> <laughs> the Hammer Horror Podcast is part of the Dorkening Network. Check out the other great shows that we have here on the Dorkening Network. You can find all the various shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on their Facebook, as well as on Twitter.